going to open a business, you're going to need money. So here are the top three ways to fund your fitness business. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Good morning, Matt. Rick, welcome back, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah, just got back from town, uh, or from out of town. I just, what, from just in town. From town? I went a- uptown, downtown, and around town. All right. I finally got to visit our Summerfield location, which is awesome because they, they opened during a pandemic um, year when you couldn't really do anything, right? And they couldn't even get out and you know, do the, the most of the pre-sale. So I really want to get up there and see their facility. I know yeah, you've been Franchise one. Franchise one, ground mm-hmm. zero. And they're doing great. And they have a really cool location. They're in this neat like horse community kind of area that's actually growing. You know, there's like an outer loop close by that's going to be developing all these shopping areas. And, and uh, man, they picked a good spot, which was good thing because it was not much around there for real estate and uh it turned out to be a really nice spot and the you know their engagement from their clients is is fantastic and i don't know just all good so i finally got to visit those guys that's larry yeah. and kathy so props to them for the last year and all the work they've put in and how successful they've been and then we grand opened the charlotte club which is the first of six that we're going to open and same thing it went really well so props to the team out there especially landon who was a trainer here for six years who they you know was poached by richard and trey our partners there yeah and uh, he's doing an amazing job. So great staff. Location looks beautiful. You know, they've busted their butt for the last few months and uh, opened with a good chunk of clients. And they're looking I know, good. I saw so, the pictures. It looks awesome. Uh, it's looks amazing. Great. You know, it's neat. I mean, you and I have talked about it. Like, what does it feel like? We've been, we've been licensing all these gyms for 12 years. But you're really kind of, you know, you're a white label, right? So mm-hmm. you can go in a gym and you can see the fruits of your labor. But you really, it's really not your name on it. It is. Like, internally, we know that. But it's a whole different level when you drive up and it's like there's a full-on grand opening party going on in your name that you've yeah, built man. since 1992. It's your baby. On the door. Yeah, it is. And it's like, okay, it's like, you know, you've got people that, you know, they put their trust in you and you've done the same. And when you see it come to fruition, it was one of those, I'll have to say it was one of those hallmark moments in this process where you're like, this is awesome. And we don't, you know how we are. We don't celebrate wins very well. We tend to we need to work on that. <laughs> you know, not really. I, mean, I, I think every stage is expected and it's anticlimactic because there's always another thing to chase and there's always another thing to chase. And if you're always looking for improvement, that's the way you're always going to be. But I'll have to say it was nice to stand in there. And the most exciting thing was to see like the community building and the other like the vendors and the, and the members that had already signed up. And of course, you know, as a founder, I get to introduce myself and people are like, oh, are you a trainer here? Which is actually kind of a compliment. I'm like, no, I'm not. Is I am. <laughs> no, but I could be. The original. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I'm the founder. You know, we've been in business 30 years. And people are like, oh, great. And what was really, you know, heartwarming was to hear them reflect back to me why they thought it was amazing and why they decided to become an yeah. Alloy member. And it was just props to the teams that we've got out there who've done such a good job communicating our message mm-hmm. that their members who quite honestly in a pre-sale haven't even started yet already understand why we're different in the market. A lot of them thanked me for even bringing this to Charlotte because they felt underserved and there wasn't something for them right. yeah. in market. So I don't know. It was all good. You know, I, I came back like on one hand, like super proud. And on the other hand, like, man, we got a lot of work to do. And yeah. I think that's kind of where we're always going to be, right? Yeah. Well, you got me super excited. So can you tell me how I can buy one of these? 
Oh, oh what a <laughs> Matt's so good at the podcast. So what we're talking about today, and Matt's trying to get me back on point. So one time, you know, I just tell stories, is the top three ways to fund a fitness business. Now, some of these things are going to lend themselves to franchising because I will tell you that getting funding for a franchise is much easier than getting funding for some like harebrained entrepreneurial project that's your own, right? Because there is a proven concept and there's some other things that are in place. So, but either way, you can take these advice to heart because it, it would apply to either mm-hmm. you know, situation. Sure. So, first of all, financial qualifications. So, one thing that makes franchising more successful is we have financial barriers or financial qualifications that people have to have before they can buy a business. Now, why do we do that? Well, I think when you look at statistically speaking, franchises are some seven times more likely to survive than one-off businesses because a lot of people get into business and they're quite honestly underfunded and they don't have enough money. Just can't last. They can't last. You know, it's just like that hope and a prayer and they don't have a solid business plan and they're like, oh man, I'm going to open this gym and people are going to come here and it's like fingers crossed. I'm like, that is no way to enter a business, right? You should have a solid business plan. Mm-hmm. You should have a growth strategy. You should have a pre-sale play, all the things that we have in place. One of those is financial qualification. So as an example for our stronger one model, which is what we're exclusively selling at this point is, you know, you have to have $250,000 in net worth. And if you don't know what that is, that's just anything that you're worth. It's like equity in your home. That's your cars. That's your investments. That's everything. Right. And 75 of that has to be liquid. And what that means is things that could be liquid. It also goes back to investment accounts, home equity, things like that. Mm-hmm. So once you have that, that means that you have amassed some wealth, right? And that you've made good financial decisions and that you have a little staying power. Right. So you're way more likely to succeed if you have these ducks in a row, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll start with that. So if you are thinking about opening an independent gym as opposed to a franchise, I would say if you are not at that threshold, then you probably should reconsider and just continue to work where you're working, right? Right. Until you amass enough wealth, so you've got a little bit of a, of some staying power and a you know a margin in your life, if you will. Now, once you get there, there's three ways to fund this new business venture. The first one would be personally funding it, right? So this would be if you've just saved up enough money and you're going to go all in on this new business venture, and that's what a lot of like independent entrepreneurs do. I would say that that's not the most savvy way to go about funding a business because cash is king. And if you can use someone else's cash to open your business, that's the way to do it, right? Right. You wouldn't spend all of the money that you have in the bank, right? Your, your six months of emergency fund plus all these other things to fund the business. Now, if you're wildly successful and you have a ton of cash reserves, then sure, absolutely. It's something you can do, but most people aren't in that situation Mm -hmm. where they've got, you know, millions and millions of dollars sitting around. So, I would say that it's not the smartest decision. And so I think a lot of this, certainly through the lens of like the, the person that's had a, a job for someone else, and they might be living under the, um, you know, the rules, if you will, of like a Dave Ramsey, where you don't buy anything until you have the cash to buy it. Right. Right. And, and that's great. Like if you're not an entrepreneur and you work for someone else, I think, you know, consumer debt, I mean, there's bad debt, right. But there's yeah, also yeah. good debt. And I think in this case, we're talking about bad debt. Like, okay, you uh, have a bunch of credit card debt and you have a 80 month car loan or, you know, there's some things that you do in life that are just not smart, right? Or you have three home mortgages because you continue to overspend, right? You're, you're living well beyond your means. 
Okay, great. That makes sense. But if you're talking about business, there's no reason, especially at a time like now when interest rates are really low, right. why you wouldn't borrow money at a really low rate to then have an investment opportunity that's going to give you return at a much greater rate. That's basically what makes the world go around in investing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Invest at this rate, earn at this rate. It's like, okay. So to not do that would be insane. But that is one option. Now, one thing that falls under the umbrella of option one personal funding would be getting an investor. And so if you're someone who, you know, maybe you don't even meet the financial thresholds, but you are a real industry expert, say in the fitness industry, and you have a family member or, you know, a friend or a client who's going to invest in you to help you open the business. Now, I will say through the lens of franchising, if that person owns more than 20%, they're going to have to be on those franchise documents. So they're taking a little bit of risk on you. And then they're going to get a return on investment. And I think there's two ways to really structure that. They can act as your bank where you're going to pay them back with interest over a set amount of time. Typically gives you more flexibility than a mm-hmm. bank, right? Because they're like, all right, they know you personally. So it's like, oh, I'm having a tough month or whatever. It might give you a little bit more wiggle room, but you can do it that way. Or they're going to want a piece of your business, right? And, and so that's where you need to be careful because a lot of times you're desperate to get started. But I will tell you that the most, you know, the most valuable thing that you have is equity in a business. So to just give it away or right. give away the house right so to speak to to have the opportunity to open a business maybe rethink that right but investors are an option and if you do that there's one more strategy that people have brought up like especially getting into the fitness business or maybe if you're opening a business that has a bunch of equipment right you can do an equipment loan so if you were cash flowing it as an example then you might say okay like i think our equipment list is is really inexpensive it's like 50k right Right. So there are companies that will give you a loan for that equipment, and it's typically three-year lease with a $1 buyout, which makes the tax strategy around it easy, you depreciate it, and at the end of it, you own it, right? Easy peasy. That's all if you were just personally funding it or if yep. someone else was helping you personally fund it, right? So that all falls under the umbrella of personal funding. I would say that's the least popular yeah. option, right? Now, the two that are number two and one of the two that are more popular that we see, like I think like 95% of the folks we work with so far have done this. First one is an SBA loan. Yep. So small business association loan. Now, to get that, you're going to have to financially qualify, which you're going to have to with us anyway, right? Now, franchising is also going to be much more advantageous in this case because franchises are, you know, again, the SBA understands the power of franchising right. and the success rate of franchising. Proven concept. Yeah. Proven concept. And Alloy, as an example, is an SBA-approved franchise. So that helps the process as well, right? Now, when you get an SBA loan, you're still going to have to you know, be able to, to cash flow about 20% of that. So if you looked at option one, if you had the funds to personally fund it, that's going to make it then easier, right? To do SBA loan. To get an SBA loan. Yeah. And why would you tie up all your cash in the business when you can hold some cash back and borrow money at a low interest rate and earn it back in your investment right. opportunity at a higher rate, that's what you would do. But you're still going to have a have to have enough cash to at least cash flow the 20%. And the SBA wants to see that yep. no different than buying a house or anything else, right? They want to see that you're vested in the investment. So SBA loan would be the second option and very popular. We've done those. And then, you know, under the sort of SBA loan, you could take out a 
just a regular personal loan, you know, those aren't as advantageous because there's really no barrier between you and the personal loan. So let's just say you want to go to the bank and just take out a loan, right? You're typically putting up a lot of things against that loan. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you got to do that anyway, like an SBA loan, they're going to ask for that Mm -hmm. as well, but there's a little bit more protection in the SBA, you know, choice than there is in just a straight up personal loan. Yep. That's an option as well. But I would say SBA loan, it's done all the time in franchising. We're in, we're an approved alloy franchise. It's a great option. And then lastly would be a, what we call a 401k rollover. And the technical name for that is a ROBS, which is a rollover as business startups. And we've had several people do that. So what this means is let's give you a scenario. So you're working in corporate, right? Whatever that may be. And you've got a lot of money put away in your 401k. Yep. You can, without penalty, transfer that money into a C-corp. So you develop a new corporation. You transfer the funds from one investment arm, which is a 401k, into a new investment arm, which is this new C-corp that you've set up, right? That corporation then funds this new investment opportunity, which is the franchise. And we work with a lot of companies that service franchising that can do these for you. Yep. So they can help put all the you know, pieces together. And the last few really good franchises that we've had, that's the way they funded. They were you know, well-funded. They've got great retirement set aside. And they're like, you know what? I mean, it's, it's the same kind of idea that we talked about before. Well, okay, I'm earning, you know, of course, the last few years, the stock market's been crazy. But typically, I'm earning 10%, right, in the stock market over the long haul. I can pull that out. I can put it into this opportunity over here and typically get a much better return on my investment. So you're thinking about it as literally just another retirement strategy, which is the way you should think of an investment right. or, or a business. It is an investment, right? Yep. So that's really it. And I think the last two, the SBA loan and the 401k rollover are the best ways to go. And those do really speak much better to franchising. And there's a lot of companies that service franchising that can help you put these things together. But even if you're on your own, you guys, those are the three ways. Personally fund it. You can, but not recommended. With under that umbrella, you could get an investor. Great, but don't give away too much equity. I think if you've got some money, you still should look at either an SBA loan. And if you've got a really fat, healthy retirement account, Look at transferring some money out of your 401k. Go yeah. at it that way. Do people typically uh, do all that research and get approved before they talk to you or after? Um, a little bit of both. So we work with organic leads, which means just like maybe somebody we know in the industry puts their hand up and says, I'm interested, and they don't know anything about franchising because right. they've never purchased one. On the other end of the spectrum, we've got uh, leads from franchise brokers, which is also a great source of leads for us. They've typically received a bit of education on the front end and perhaps have already been introduced to funding sources, Right. right? A lot of the more savvy um, financial investors that we have, they already have funding when they come to us. They've already secured how they're going to fund it. Right. And to be honest, and, and it's it's been interesting, that's one of the first questions that we ask as a franchisor, are you financially qualified and how are you going to get funding? Because if those things aren't in place, neither us or the candidate right. wants to spend a whole lot of time yeah. investigating exactly. something that is just not even a possibility because they're f- not financially qualified. And, you know, and I've had a few folks reach out that are in the industry and, you know, literally are, you'll see, and this is happening on all franchises that the form that you fill out to even put your hand up that you're interested, Mm -hmm. it has an investment. Like what can you invest in the franchise? Because if you can't invest the right amount, right. In any way, shape or form, then it's just a kind of dead in the water. And so we've had people reach out that maybe don't understand that like, well, that's kind of offensive. How would I know that I even want to invest in you until I find out? I'm like, okay, first of all, you're probably not the right person. Right? I can tell already. <laughs> and secondly, this is the way it works. Right. You can't get money. You can't open a business. And believe me, that's protecting Any us. business. <laughs> Any business. That's protecting us as well as protecting you. It's a necessary step. Right. 
But that's it, man. That's the three different ways cool. that you can fund a franchise. All of them work, but the SBA and the 401k rollover seem to be the most popular for good reason. Sweet. All, All right, buddy. On my way to go get one. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people. <laughs>